Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Vin Scully, what a life in full this man led. There's uh, 29,000 people in the ballpark and a million butterflies. This is such a masterpiece. It's the radio call of Sandy Koufax's perfect game. Bob Costas here on the Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, voice of Thursday Night Football, Al Michaels. Coming up, Iowa head coach, Kirk Ferentz. Actor, Theo Rossi. NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero. Host of USC Fight Passes, The Nosebleeds. Randy and Jason Sklar. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We are uh, all just still taking in Al Michaels' appearance in the first hour of this program, talking about uh, the passing of Vince Scully. If you missed it, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, for what you may have missed. Right here on Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85, which is NBC Sports Audio, where we follow the Dan Patrick Show every single day. Um, we also have uh, some in-studio guests coming up on this program. We've got Theo Rossi, the actor from the uh, hit show Sons of Anarchy. Everybody might remember him as Juice, Juice. on that program. Uh, also from Luke Cage. And also from my hometown of Staten Island, New York. Just saw him back in the uh, green room, told him I'm from Staten Island. I, I think I, I shocked him. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't seem like he I think I shocked him. I guess he didn't think I, I, I drove an IROC in high school, like well, most of my compatriots at Susan Rich? Wagner. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I took, I took my driver's test in a Pontiac LE. Oh. Because I couldn't use the uh, Blue Bomber Safari, Pontiac Safari station wagon. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't parallel park that for Wow, this thing life. is huge. Oh, like yeah. a Le Mans? A New Yorker. No, or an, an LE. An LE. It was, drive, a small it was a very small sedan. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. the Le Mans. At any big. rate, uh, Theo Rossi will be joining us here uh, on the program uh, in studio. And also we've got the Sklar brothers in studio in hour number three. And my compadre from the NFL media group, Tom Pelissero, will be joining us from the Training Camp Road to tell us what's going on. Rich, checking the weather in Canton right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Bring a raincoat. <laughs> what do you mean? Looks like it's going to rain all weekend. Even for the induction ceremony? It's going to be warm, but we're looking at rain. Oh. For the induction ceremony? It looks like it. No, don't yeah. say it looks like it. you got to tell me. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm looking at the forecast, <laughs> and I see the know. rain. <laughs> Let me see right here. We, we got scattered pat- thunderstorms pat- Friday. Oh, we got AM thunderstorms. So if it could be Midwest, that means they blow through in two seconds uh, flat. we got 50% chance for the whole too. day. I'm just saying. It's a coin flip, huh? Yeah. You know what's not a coin flip? Me mentioning the Michigan-Ohio State score tomorrow night from the podium. 
<laughs> hey, Rich, also, I don't, at I'm, the jacket dinner. I don't know if you know this. Like uh, right before we came back from our last break, I got a phone call. Yes. Uh, it was your friend Ashton. Oh, <laughs> he was well, telling me because, you know, Kirk Ferentz is coming up. He's a former Iowa Hawkeye himself. I He's do like, know that. He wanted me to let Kirk know that he was trash talking Lincoln Riley at a Kenny Chesney concert. At SoFi. Who was? Ashton was. Okay. At the, Kenny Chesney was at SoFi, I think, last week. And okay. he was like, man, let Kirk know I already started it. He goes, I already trash talked Lincoln Riley. Okay. And he was telling him about something about planting corn in the end zone. And, uh, you know, he wanted me just to let I'm, Kirk know that the, the trash talk. I was like, bro, I'm on air. I have to go. Wow. You didn't hear me because I have my button now. Oh, see. see, well done. You hear button. me now? And so, but but your your friend and, and ours, may I call That's him That's why I said you're Ashton. I said he was um, it just points out again, as I mentioned, when you see it, when when Los Angeles became a Big Ten city, um, that hey, uh, Los Angeles college football fans who have been showing up as empty seats quite a bit at the Rose Bowl and occasionally, occasionally, heaven forbid, at the uh, at the Coliseum, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Big Teners in this town, and you know who's going to fill the seats? Them Iowa Hawkeye fans like him. And Wisconsin fans yep. and Michigan Staters and Northwestern Wildcats and Wisconsin Badger fans Badgers. and Michigan Wolverines <laughs> and Buckeye fans. And the, the there Lions? are a ton of Big Ten football fans in this town that are going to turn a lot of home games into road games and road games for them into some home games. Please believe it. Uh, by the way, October 1st. Um, is going to be, I'm going to be nervous as a cat. Why is that? Because Michigan is the first game for Iowa football to open up their Big Ten schedule at home at Kinnick Stadium. And that is where a lot of Michigan football seasons have gone to die, that stadium. They still have the pink visitors Dude, locker room. I mean, I, I don't There's know. There's a pink. I didn't. Did he, was he calling in or is he? Uh, they're giving us an update. So practice is running a little late. Okay. And uh, they're going to try to get to us soon. Okay. Well, we got Theo Rossi coming up. I understand. Okay. So, all right. We'll we'll keep these trains running on time as we possibly can. Um. So yeah, I'll be nervous. <laughs> a lot of Big Ten seasons go to die at Kinnick Stadium. A lot of them. And it's also a rematch of the Big Ten championship game that Michigan won after beating Ohio State, which is something I'll talk about <laughs> tomorrow night in Canton, Ohio, when I'm hosting the Jacket Dinner in front of thousands of Buckeyes. And it's going to be glorious, and I'm going to need some assistance. Yeah. Jonathan Ogden to protect me from Orlando Pace. Oh, I will call out Chris Carter by name. Oh, <laughs> Do I spell out O-H-N-O? I, I was gonna say H and O. Oh God! Like that—that's the. Sort I think of when stuff. you do Chris Carter, ask him to stand up and then oh. be like, "Sit down, yeah. Mama." Michigan Sit. just scored again. Oh my God! <laughs> you know what I mean? That <laughs> might be. Or you could have him that, spell out that, 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 that might cross a line. That yeah. might cross a line. You would get thrown out. You might have that's spell a line cross the line. Yeah, because th- don't forget, Chris Carter has been a um, cherished member of Run Rich Run over I the last understand, couple of years. I understand. I understand. So there's a he line. Is. I don't want to cross but it. I want to creep this is right all up to it. Humor. I want to. I want to give the, that line a bird's eye look, and then not cross it. Just promise me you won't be walking through the Home Goods parking lot at night by yourself after this. Because uh, <laughs> you, you love that story, man. <laughs> That's a good TJ loves. Not sure if you're aware. Yeah, they sell Home they Goods sell there. Home goods there. <laughs> I just saw the Home Goods sign. I'm like, I don't know if you're aware. They sell Home Goods there.
<laughs> that was one of the funniest things of all time. <laughs> Joining me now here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, uh, getting set for his 24th year as head coach of Iowa Hawkeye football, is the man who always has my heart in my throat whenever my Wolverines take uh, on his stout Iowa Hawkeye team. Head coach Kirk Ferentz here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, coach? Rich, I'm great. Good to be with you. And, and I got to tell you, my daughter uh, went to Michigan. Hey, okay. So and, what? Okay. Yeah, Mary, Mary Sue Coleman was our president when I came here. Okay. And then she was up there uh, when Kelly went to school, and I, I was told Mary Sue, uh, it was great that you know Kelly had a fallback uh, school to go to. She couldn't get into Iowa, so uh, at least she had a place where she could you know go get a college education. It was great. <laughs> Understood. Understood. So uh, when, let's say you've got a play dialed up that you know is going to work against the Michigan offense or defense, why don't you next time just say, you know, let's not run that. I don't want to do that to my daughter. I don't want to, I don't want to make her upset, uh, right? Can you the, do that? The ones we ran in December weren't so successful, so we're, we're still <laughs> looking for a few. <laughs> I like that. I appreciate you saying that. So, um, by the way, greetings from Big Ten country here in Los Angeles, Coach. Greetings from... Yeah, whoever thought we'd be saying that. I know, right? What do you think of the expansion into the West Coast Pacific time zone, UCLA and USC, Coach Ferentz? You know, quite quite honestly, two, two takeaways for me were, um, first of all, uh, I was amazed at just the, the secrecy. Uh, you know, I don't know how big the circle was. It had to be, there had to be more than two people involved. So the fact that they kept it so quiet, uh, whoever was involved, I thought that was really impressive. And then my second thought, I'm really glad I'm not a uh, one of the Olympic sport coaches at either of those two schools because, man, they're going to they're have some tough road trips. It's hard to imagine that playing at Iowa or Nebraska would feel like a home game if if you're a you know a coach on the West Coast. But that's kind of what they're looking at right now. So, do you like this expansion era, Coach? Uh, are you like saying this is progress, or are you saying you know I'm a little bit more old school? I kind of liked it the way things have been. Coach, what do you well, think? As my age would indicate, I am a little bit old school, but mm-hmm. um, I, I really, you know, you just, you're, you're part of this. And, um, you know, I spent a couple of years in the NFL, and each and every year was a new year and a, a different year. And certainly uh, the last 20, 23, 24 years, even longer than that in college football, uh, are really interesting. I'll, I'll go back. I, my first head coaching job was at the University of Maine, early 90s. And Kevin White, who left Maine, went to uh, Tulane, Arizona State, Notre Dame, and just retired at Duke. I remember Kevin talking about the, the impact of TV sets and uh, realigning of conferences and all. I had no idea what he was talking about. Zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, the things that he was, you know, he was privy to, I guess, back, uh, you know, 30 years ago, uh, they've kind of come to fruition and, you know, starting at Penn State, joining the Big Ten, and then, you know, you go from there. So times are very different. And then I think, you know, the last, if anything, the last five, ten years have taught us is, when it, when it comes to college, geography and tradition really are secondary to, to TV opportunities. And I think when the Big Ten Network started, to me, that was really the beginning of, mm. uh, of a major shift in terms of college football. Yeah, and normally the goal is to play UCLA in the Rose Bowl it, as the, the Rose Bowl. Now it's a Big Ten conference game. Uh, it's, I, I can't kind of wrap my, my head around that just yet, but it, it's coming. And... There is also another accelerant in this, as you had mentioned, television contracts, Coach Kirk Ferentz. But uh, there's also the NIL deals that, that, that are changing the landscape of college football. How, what is your approach to the name, image, and likeness deals that are out there now, Coach? 
first, first of all, I really didn't pay attention to it the first uh, X amount of months, really kind of sort of zeroing in on February after we got done with recruiting. And, and uh, you know, a couple of things. I think uh, there's probably a fair amount of exaggeration about some of the things that are going on um, in terms of, you know, just how significant or how uh, how fine the print is in some of those contracts. So I think that that's going to be interesting over time. Uh, one thing we haven't experienced yet is – you know, guys getting big contracts in college and then maybe not producing at the level that uh, the people paying those contracts expect. We've seen that happen in pro baseball or pro, I guess pro baseball is really the first sport with really true free agency, at least that I can remember when I was a kid. Um, so that's going to be something. And yeah, the other part thing, I think it really has kind of jumped out at me. Uh, in terms of you think about all the guys that play college football, how many are really benefiting all that much i think you know anything that the guys can get's great but as far as these, these ones that you hear about it's a really small percentage of the guys that truly play the game so uh you know only time will tell how it's really going to impact us but it's certainly given us one thing more to, to, to navigate on a humorous note you know our guys are now getting exposed to the world of taxes uh, something that they really i don't think understood and we want to make sure they do understand so they don't get surprised there so that that's kind of interesting but uh, the other part, which is true for each and every one of us, and I tell our guys all the time, all of us only have so much time, so much energy. So you just got to be really careful about where you where you spend it and where you dedicate it towards. Have you, Kirk Ferentz, uh, identified a player that you uh, would like on uh, Iowa Hawkeye football um, and in your program that's turned to you and said, um, I, I would do that if you matched a certain number I'm getting on an NIL deal as an inducement? Has that happened to you? No, it's really interesting. I think uh, this past Sunday was the first time I've had a recruit bring it up. Now, I'm not saying that you know they haven't maybe talked to our assistants. I imagine that's a possibility, but you know we're, we're we haven't really experienced that. And our, our players in our program, uh, you know, Tara Linderbaum was probably our best known guy last year. Almost inadvertently raised thirty six thousand dollars, and he gave it to the Children's Hospital just to give an indication. We're we're lucky the guys we get to work with, and I would have had no problem with him putting that in his, in his pocket. But, um, it, you know, no, it really hasn't been a big factor yet. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be, be become more one, more of one. And, you know, if, if we could write the script, our approach, I think, would be to uh, – I'd prefer to see players that are actually in college who have done something, see them get rewards in proportion to what they've accomplished. Uh, and, there, you know, it would be nice if there's an academic component to it. That's probably – you know, it's probably not the real world, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I think all of us function better when, we're, you know, production's rewarded as opposed to uh, potential or projection. So you're saying a, a, uh, a recruit had the temerity of saying to you, Kirk Ferentz, and you're 24 of Iowa football, I'd, I'd love to play for you if you matched another deal? Like they actually said that to your face? That happened? He was, he was talking about, you know, uh, just the world of NIL. Ah. And if, if you understood his background, you'd understand it. And I think you would, at least I felt like I did. And uh, it, was, it was totally innocent. But no, he was okay. not trying to cut a deal. And, okay. Uh, I, I'm sure that day's coming, but haven't had that experience yet. <laughs> Kirk Ferentz here on the Rich Eisen Show. Quarterback competition for you over the next couple of weeks for your opener? Is that what you got I, you know, going I on? I think yes and no. I think uh, that probably gets, gets played a little bit more publicly or, you know, it's a bigger deal publicly. I, the way I, I – uh, what I said in Indianapolis uh, a week ago, a week plus ago, was that, you know, I, I feel really fortunate that we've had two guys our team, you know, we won games with. And uh, Spencer got injured last year, had to come out, and uh, Alex Padilla stepped in and did a great job and, and led us to a couple of victories. And 
Uh, you know, there, there are teams in the country, teams in our conference that couldn't say that last year. You know, they, they lost their guy, and that's part of football. You know, players get hurt, um, and, and they, you know, they couldn't overcome that. So I'm really proud of our team for overcoming that. And then, obviously, Alex did a really good job, and I think both Alex Padilla and Spencer Petras are better players than they were a year ago. That's our expectation for all of our players, especially our good guys. And, uh, you know, so I think we've got a healthy uh, healthy situation, and, we're going to let, let everybody compete in camp every position, and we'll see where it all goes. So uh, I just have a question, uh, you know, and this is definitely uh, for me, Coach Ferentz, uh, sure. with Michigan coming on October 1st. Is the visitor's <laughs> locker room still painted a, a, a lighter shade of pink in Iowa? It, it still is, yeah. And okay. the uh, tradition of Coach Rye, we, we are definitely honoring that one and continuing that. Okay. And every, and did you put TVs and a very nice, comfortable couch in there for Michigan and the other visitors? Is it nice and homey? Coach, you know, uh, it, ironically, it's probably the nicest locker room in the Big Ten. I, I can huh? talk from experience. I think I've been in uh, every home locker room outside of our two newcomers. But uh, mm-hmm. it's you know a lot of talk about the tank, but it, it's really a very spacious, very nice locker room. Okay. And I don't, you know, I don't think we've gotten many complaints about that part of it. Okay, the accommodations are. I'm checking all these boxes. All right. Um, so before I let you go, you were in Patriots camp, right? Just uh, last week. Your son uh, plays for Belichick. What is that like, having your son build play, uh, play for a guy that you've known forever and a day, Coach? It, 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 it's, you know, I mean, it certainly uh, wasn't anything I ever thought would happen or hoped. Uh, obviously, hope uh, good things happen all the time. But, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's, uh, it's just great. And his, you know, I hate to talk about my kids, but his career is actually pretty amazing. He uh, played here in 12. That was his last year. Mm. And, and couldn't get any traction in the NFL. Uh, never, never really put shoulder pads on once uh, for a full calendar year. Uh, Bill O'Brien gave him a chance to uh, try to make the team in Houston. Uh, Bill's first year down there. and uh, So James made the practice squad and then ended up uh, gaining traction in Denver. Unfortunately, Gary Kubiak uh, couldn't, you know, uh, couldn't continue coaching. The new coach came in, took one look at James. James isn't the biggest guy in the world, and that was the end of his career in Denver. But uh, uh, anyway, he's fortunately been able to gain a little traction in New England, so yeah, it was a thrill just to be at practice period and then also to uh, see James on the field. It's pretty cool. Can you share just a little bit, whatever you're willing, uh, about what uh, talking ball with Bill Belichick is like between Kirk Ferentz and Bill Belichick? A little fly on the wall yeah, for me? I, I don't wonder an awful, an awful lot, but I always do wonder. I wonder every now and then uh, what my life would have been if uh, you know Coach Belichick hadn't called me back in 1993. And uh, I think the truth of the matter is they had like eight or nine line coaches apply for the job. It just didn't work out. So they got truly got to the bottom of the barrel. I ended up in Cleveland, but uh, so I'm, I'm just so appreciative of those three years to have a chance to work with Coach Belichick and um, my oldest boys worked with him. Uh, worked with him for five years for him for five years, and now to have another son be up there, I uh, just feel very very appreciative. And you know, he's obviously an outstanding coach, but he's just a tremendous person on top of it. And I'm that's I'm really appreciative of that part of it. Do you talk ball with him and and schemes and yeah. things like that, or? Do you do yeah, that? Yeah, a little bit of schemes, but probably, probably more just, you know, people and, you know, trends in the game, those types of things. Just maybe maybe a little bigger picture that way. But, uh, you know, pretty much anything he says, it, it's I know that it's worth listening to. I can tell you that for my three years in the in Cleveland. Coach Ferentz, appreciate the time. Let's chat uh, down the line October 1st. Think of me and your daughter, okay? Just a little bit, um, you know. When you when you're taking on the Wolverines, please do that for me. She, okay. Now she did. She finished up here and got a couple graduate degrees. So 
Mm. We got her back on track. <laughs> back on track. <laughs> back on track. All right, I'll send uh, everybody here in uh, Big Ten country in Los Angeles your regards. I appreciate it. Great, great to talk to you, Rich. Always. Thank you. That's Coach Kirk Ferentz. You're 24. Wow. At Iowa on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. I mean, uh, I didn't tell him Ashton uh, talked ass to Lincoln Riley, but. <laughs> we were pressed for time. We were pressed for time. <laughs> But it's out there. It's still a lighter shade of pink. I don't know. I've heard people go in that locker room. Spacious is not the word that I hear about that visitor's locker room, Chris. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, someone someone just sent me a tweet. Apparently, Harbaugh has his staff wrap every inch in blue. Correct. And if Michigan loses, they rip it to shreds and leave it there for Iowa to clean up. Oh, really? Oh, that's... Really? You know what? That's going to... You know what? That sort of behavior is going to give me pause tomorrow night. No, it won't. <laughs> Let's take a break. Theo Rossi, the actor from some hit shows like Sons of Anarchy and Luke Cage, is in a new movie called Emily the Criminal. And my Staten Island compadre will join me in studio next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And right now is when we welcome you back on the Rich Eisen Show on our terrestrial radio stations. We just saw a highly incriminating clip of Theo Rossi playing the role of Youssef in the new film, Emily the Criminal, also starring Aubrey Plaza, Friday, August 12th, uh, in a theater near you. And Theo Rossi, good to see you again, sir. How are you? It's it's an absolute pleasure. Good. So let's jump into this here. Uh, You play the role of a guy who is stealing uh, credit card uh, information and having people buying stuff with them that's basically what a dummy shopper is that's what he he provides these credit cards and these numbers yes. as people come and, yes. and do stuff okay yeah and that's what this film is about where well, all the closet goes down this this hole figuring out a life of crime and there's a bigger letter. picture she's okay. saddled with student debt yes overwhelmed yes and you know when you push people to a certain limit they have to find other ways yes. as we do mm-hmm. and she just happens to stumble upon yusuf mm-hmm. and uh and my cousin and it potentially goes down the wrong path 
But yes. when faced with this adversity, we both find out who we truly are. Ah. Maybe Yusuf isn't who we think. Okay. Maybe Emily isn't who we think. The yin and the yang. Of the it yin and yang of it all. And Emily <laughs> the Criminal, again, is in the theater near you on Friday, August the 12th. Um, and so what did you enjoy about uh, playing this role or learning about this world? Well, my mom was really happy because, you know, she's Lebanese and Syrian. So I finally got to, you know, uh, play with I am, okay. uh, which was very uh, exciting for her. Yes. Um, and I got to, you know, call some family members and really dive deep back into that because Yusuf had just come here mm -hmm. uh, years before. I had a, a, a little knowledge of of credit card fraud. So it was being nice on the, being on the business end, the wrong end of it is what you're saying. Cause I've, I've been in that position where all of a I've sudden been in both sides of it. Oh. <laughs> okay. I hope the statute of limitations it is has, right on that. Okay. Very, it has. Very good. It's been a long very, time. Very, very good. Theo. Okay. School in a place called Albany. And there was a uh, oh. crazy you, SUNY, a little SUNY, SUNY, a little SUNY Albany university of New York. At Albany? It's fine. It's okay. great. Danes. Okay. Very good. And, um, it was a it was a it was a crazy time. Theo Rossi here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's just jump right into it. You probably had no idea I'm from Staten Island, New York, because I don't look like a guy from Staten Island, New York. No, and and the the funny thing is, yes, sir. Now that you say it, yes, you look exactly like a guy. What do you? <laughs> I'll bite. Uh, what do you mean? The whole persona just came out. Is it's right like, there? Forget it's about like it. Entered the thirty six chambers. Like I feel like I just went into. The Wu Tang, right now. <laughs> like I'm in the from the North Shore. I'm actually from um, I'm actually from the Willowbrook section of Staten Island. Amazing, right in the heart of the island itself. It's a movie I'm developing right, right now. Are you, in, yeah, in about Cropsey Killer and everything with Willowbrook. Oh my God, Cropsey. Have you ever heard of Cropsey? Great documentary. Tell tell him, tell him who Cropsey is. He's from he's from Maine mostly. Yeah, mostly really, New England. Military from all, from all around. around. Yeah, all right, over. yeah, right. And but Mike, what what uh, what exit are you from? What exit are you from? 145 on the GSP, uh, on the Garden, Garden State Parkway. Yes, indeed. I know the Garden State. Very yeah, well. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I used to DJ exit 13 on, on so. uh, the turnpike for me. There you go. I was a Gothel's Bridge guy. You were a Gothel's, Gothel's. Bridge oh, guy. Yeah. I mean, I was a Gothel's Great Bridge. roller rink. It's all changed. Has it really? It, everything's changed in New York. It's a different... I went back when I was doing Luke Cage. I was living on Staten Island for four years. You lived on Staten Island yeah, to for shoot four Luke years. Cage? Yes. And I realized it was freezing. Yes. And I had to get out. Okay. Understand. And now we live on a ranch in Austin. And it's a whole you? different life. My God, isn't it a whole different life? It's a whole different life. So what part of Staten Island are you from? So I'm from Oakwood. I know where that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, went to Farrell. Farrell, Monsignor Farrell. Monsignor Farrell played I'm football. I'm Susan E. Wagner High School. With, it was one that was where it was gonna be for that me. It was, was one it. or the other. I went to PS twenty three. I was either gonna go to Wagner or Farrell, and I went to Farrell mm -hmm. because uh football was my entire life. All my other buddies went to Wagner. Mm -hmm. We played each other, you know. Quite a bit. Yeah. Beat them every year that I was there. Okay. And um You're a champion. It is what it is. We won the ninety one state championships. Okay. I'm not gonna age myself. What did you play there? I played outside linebacker, started as a fullback, then we went to the run and shoot. Oh. And then I went to outside linebacker. It was a lot bigger. I was about and then to I played say. a strong safety in my uh senior year. Yeah, junior and senior. I, I mean, you're monster you're, back. You don't strike me as a fullback. It's about thirty five pounds heavier. Okay. Maybe forty. Okay. It was a different time. <laughs> Things were different.
Are you are you are you are you talking about a certain era where a different time. did you drink a lot of juice back in the day? Yeah, I so, drank a lot of juice. Okay. I played juice and things were different. <laughs> and I still have heartburn. Juice Ortiz. <laughs> Somebody put the juice in Ortiz well before becoming an actor. It's a huh? different time. Okay, understood. Yeah. All right, Theo. And then I went to SUNY Albany to play, and then I realized that after only losing, I think I lost two high school games. That Albany lost a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea SUNY Albany has a football team. I was going to go to Canisius to play, and, uh, right. and or or Buffalo, but it right. went to Albany. Well, Buffalo, Khalil Mack played in Buffalo, man. I mean, so Buffalo's fantastic. I know, but I, it was a little colder. <sighs> and I chose Albany because all my guys from Wagner and all the guys from Farrell, we went, all went, went together. To yeah, we went to SUNY Albany. Yes. Okay. To play. Right. And then we did it. Two stayed and played. Well, I went to PS54, IS72, Susan Wagner High School. My producing partner and best friend went to 72. Who was that? Nick Carmona. Nick Carmona. Yeah, he we call him five, Mona. Mo, Mona owes me $5. Yeah, we call no, him Mona. I bet you Mona owes you a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> he owes a lot of people money. This is great. This is amazing. And then uh, I went to the University of Michigan. Wow. And on graduation day, I got a call from the boss uh, who was my... Uh, uh, who he, he, my boss from my two previous summer internships at the Staten Island Advance. Wow. Where I was a staff writer for three years and driving on Father Capadano Boulevard back in the day, following an ambulance because I thought that might be a story. It was. I ran through three red lights and I thought I pulled over on Father Capadano Boulevard and I said, I can't do this anymore. Can't ambulance chase on Father Capadonna. You can't do that. Well, yes, that's true. I never made Staten Island Advance All-Star, so that's <laughs> probably your fault, And because um, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, oh, yeah. you were probably on the voting committee. No, you I did actually, make New York State All-Stars. No, but you it, didn't want to speak to me, because I was the one answering the phones at 11 at night, taking the obituary from yeah. all the funeral homes. Yeah, Nobody wanted to talk to me. still going strong. I know they are. Yeah, my step-grandfather was a pouch terminal. He coached pouch terminal, if you remember. They were men's league baseball. Ba again, sports were different yes. in the 80s, 90s in Staten Island. Big yeah. deal. Yeah, right. I played at Miller Field all the time. Miller I played soccer Field. and Staten Island boys league football. So what's Cropsey? Tell him what Cropsey is again. Because so, Cropsey used to scare the crap out of me. Yeah, so in the 80s, the Cropsey was um, basically terrorizing Staten Island. Uh, there was Willowbrook, the institution that yes. Geraldo busted. Geraldo Rivera. Jerry Rivers, I believe, at the time was the one who busted it, to be very honest with you. But okay, go for it. Yeah, he busted it wide open. Wide it open. was this horrific scene. And then Cropsey. Uh, five blocks from where I grew up in Willowbrook. And by we used the to go hang out in there in the abandoned Willowbrook and never, play Sanitarium from Metallica. Never. Would I ever do that? I was, uh, no, but I knew the people were, were in there. It. There was all the group. What the hell are you doing, Theo Ross? I don't know. I was getting ready for Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> That's what you were doing. I was okay. a young kid. Yeah. Who was fearless, building forts in the woods. And... Did Cropsey exist? Did he really exist? Well, they got someone. I don't know. Andre Rand. Yeah, that's who they got. Yeah. And he used to work at Willowbrook yeah, as a, a janitor. Uh, at, janitor. Uh, at Willowbrook. We would tell stories around campfires. About yeah. That. So he yeah, did, totally fully harassed and was this candy man of Staten Island for and a so long you're time. You're doing a documentary? No. So we're, or, or, no, I'm, an, I'm obsessed with, uh, and I miss, uh, my favorite movies are like Goonies, Stand By Me, um, Flight of Navigator, you know, Sandlot, all okay. those kind of films. Yes. And I feel those have really been missed. So 12 years old is a very important age. It's kind of right between when you're discovering things and also when you're 
still a child. In my case, it was right when my mother came in and said, it's time to stop playing with toys. And it like broke my heart. I was like, what? But mm. yet I was into, you know, figuring out who I was. So it's about these five 12 year olds on Halloween night in 1987 because of the looming cropsy. Mm. They say that mm. Halloween's canceled and they want to go out egging and bombing and being kids and yes. doing whatever. And, uh, and they want to go rescue their friends who had moved out of, uh, the bad area where they are to go to Staten Island Academy. Yes. And they Where go I on took this my thing. driver's test. Yeah, me too. Yes. And, then, yes. and with the looming cropsy stuff out there, and it's called the Wolf Kings, and it's about these five kids, and uh, it's a, basically an overnight coming of age adventure thing. Take my and money right now. That's, you yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah, in. Right. We're going to direct it. Yeah. I'm directing it, and I'm excited. Well, I mean, congratulations Thank on that because that you, you had everybody at Hello here on Goonies, right? At yeah, Sandlot, Sandlot, which I uh, fully admit. I I had never seen until the last three years of my entire Aaron life. Allen. I had her in my first movie I produced. She's amazing in it. And uh, Squints. I'm still friends with all those guys. I talk to them all the time. Karen Allen from mm -hmm. uh, from oh, Raiders I just, of the Lost. I just showed Raiders of the Lost Ark to my uh, my oldest son. For Which the is first weird because you're in that movie. No, I'm not. I just have. You're not in it? No. Yeah, he oh, was in it yeah. Now you're in it. Theo, I, I went to Italy on a vacation with my wife recently, yeah. and I bought this rakish hat. And you and they, wore it? You, yeah, okay. oh, I wore it. Yes, Theo, I wore it. I wore it, and I'm wearing it now, and I have it here. It's a Borsellino hat. It's very expensive and rakish. But you wear it on the show. You don't wear it outside the show. Outside the show, but I'm wearing it now because I have it here because these guys have been poking. He was digging in Cairo for the art. Stop. Yes. <laughs> I was not. In the well of souls. I was not in the well of souls. I was not in the well of souls. I was that There I am. I was in Italy right there. There's the shot, Theo. Look at that. Oh, wow. Jurassic Park, yeah. No. You're like the guy who owns Jurassic Park. If he's drinking a mango smoothie, a mango smoothie by the Tyrrhenian Sea. Yes, that's correct. That's Jurassic Park. It's great for pictures and it's great in here. Uh, fantastic. Stat, no, Staten Island? Uh, no way uh, not. <laughs> Don't wear that hole. It's a Staten Island card with that ad. You can't cross the uh, bridge. I haven't been on the rock in a long, long time. Uh, so let's talk about a couple other things here. Your theory podcast. Yeah. Uh, you and Kim Coates drop weekly uh, podcasts. What a mess. Uh, yeah. It's a mess. Okay. Why is it a mess for people who may so not So I'm going to tell you, what you do is amazing. They, they A couple of years back... Yes. Someone said to me, hey, you should do a podcast and we're going to get all these people and you should talk to them. And, yeah. you know, I had all these great people on. And by the third show, I said, I have no interest in talking to people. Hmm. I had they just it was like canned answers and no one was like being themselves. And yeah, I yeah. said, this is ridiculous. Uh -huh. So I'm just going to have my friends on. Mm -hmm. So I had Kim on. And when Kim was on, because this is still one of my closest friends, I realized we both hadn't really watched Sons of Anarchy. We'd seen a few episodes. So I said, why don't I scrap that and we'll just watch Sons of Anarchy and talk about it. So we did, but we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we don't watch them in order? Mm. And that was a terrible idea. That was my, mm, like, right terrible there, like, idea mm, okay. because we, we would watch like episodes in season three and go, I wonder why, why would he do that? Why would that happen? And, this, and the audience, but you lived it. You didn't even remember no, yourself. I don't remember anything. No, I'm a goldfish. I don't remember anything. I won't remember this the second I leave you. <laughs> That's okay, it. Theo Rossi, I get it. So then we started, after when we got to season four, we started going in order, and we talked to everyone from the show, and yeah. it's been become this incredible thing. And then we do theory, which was the original now, as the side thing where I just kind of talk about 
things that make no sense. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, what did your, you, you mentioned your mom earlier before. What did she think of uh, Sons of Anarchy? Theo it's Rossi? a little violent for her. It's a little bit too violent? Yeah. Okay. She wants me just to play nice people. Well, so what's happening with that? I, I'm starting to. There's uh, things coming out where I'm, I mean, I, I mean, don't let Emily the criminal fool you. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, what it, What is your takeaway from Sons of Anarchy now that you do look back? I know you said you're a goldfish. but Yeah, we you... were just speaking about it. I think that it was, I'm so fortunate to be from an era where you watch TV where people, you lived with them for eight years. Right. Seven, eight years. So I now understand after watching it that you you were with people every week and they talked about it at work and they watched it with their parents and they watched it with, you know, their significant other and they named their dog Jax or Juice or Opie and it, it engulfed their life. And we just don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. We're consuming shows very fast and we don't have that connection. If we, we almost forget about it because I think somebody just said there was like, I think 600 t scripted TV shows last year. So I'm fortunate that there were these shows that, Sopranos, The Wire, Oz, Breaking Bad, yes. Sons, that were kind of these weekly and kind of hit the zeitgeist type thing. I was yes. just saying, I was in Bulgaria, you know, doing a film and there was someone with the Reaper on it, like the Superman symbol. So it kind of traveled and became something. So I'm really fortunate to have that. And uh, it's a great and most amazing fan base in the world. Well, there is, an, and, and there is obviously <laughs> the streaming community where people who maybe didn't see it now and experience back. it the way that you just yeah. lamented that many people don't experience shows anymore. They could binge it, no juice, literally within 72 hours and run into you in the Which street. Which is really hard because they weren't kind of made for that. It was like, to, I can't imagine that emotional roller coaster of going to the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. I think that having that break, which I think we're starting to go back to, is kind right. of nice. You have a moment. Although, you know, my wife and I just spent uh, the weekend binging Yellowstone, which we didn't yeah. get into, uh, you know, right here on Peacock. I'm not, that's not why I'm saying it. I right. get something extra in my check. But when we went from the end of season one, right into the start of season two, I turned to her. I'm like, how lucky are we that it took us 10 seconds to get into something that months. somebody waited like a calendar year for. But so there, I guess there is a benefit to that, but your show was not made for that. And that is the way many people. I think it works both it. ways. Right. I think that it's a benefit to, to the audience to be more in there, like to really be in their life. Mm. And as an, as an artist, and I use that word sparingly with me yeah. is, is uh, it's to be connected to them. They get to know you more. Well, it's good. Uh, it's great to get to know you and you, me, because when I yeah. walked in today and saw you for the first time, you didn't think there's a guy from Staten Island, but now you do. Um, no. Okay. You didn't have the hat on. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did not have the hat on. That is correct. That is not the way I greet people on this program is with a, that hat. Um, but uh, it's great to meet somebody from The Rock who's done so well. So Thanks. congrats a, on that. That means a ton. And that's the truth. Uh, Emily, the criminal, check it out in theaters near you starting Friday, August the 12th. The Theory Podcast drops wherever you can get your podcasts with uh, twice a week yeah. releases. Um, and uh, when when do we see, do you think this uh, to do with the Cropsy? When do we see this? When you start? Oh, we're supposed to start filming at the end of October. So okay. we got a bunch of stuff coming out between right. then. And uh, I, I'm sure we'll talk again. Uh, Maybe we'll go to Danino's in Staten Island. Danino's, hey eh, man, that was that was featured in the King of Staten Island, right? No, when I saw that, there. Burke, yeah, it's my buddy Burke. That's, that's it, it, man. Danino's, that's the real Ralph thing. Ralph Sices. 
I was telling that to my son the other day. They would never know. My sons would never know a Ralph Sice. My dad, my dad taught, taught me, rest in peace. He was an assistant. Uh, he was a vice principal at Port Richmond High School. Amazing. So that was right there, right in Port Richmond. I went to Ralph's Ices. And Danino's. You went to everything I, there. Come on, man. Your dad lived an amazing life. My, my, mom, my mom grew taught in Brooklyn. She's, you know, she lives here in L.A. now. And uh, yeah, man. Cool. Brooklyn, your mom Staten Island. Here. Oh, yeah. They were they were New York City public school educators that when the Verrazano Bridge got built, they went from Brooklyn right to Same Staten Island. Same exact thing happened with us. That's it, man. Isn't that incredible? It's a small Well, I'm sorry to hear about your dad, but it's great it's okay. that your mom's here with you Thanks, and that brother. you guys had Ralph's ice together. <laughs> it's the greatest. Because when you got to the bottom of it, it was it was like crisp at the bottom. It was like oh. it was like syrup at the bottom. Ready. Like, the rainbow ice. I'm ready right now. <laughs> at Theo Rossi on Twitter. Check out Emily the Criminal in theaters on the August the twelfth, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The Sklars still to come, the brothers in hour three. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. If you don't know your numbers, <laughs> you don't know your business. That's true when your business is growing fast, and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation running rampant, supply chains are clogged, labor market's tight. What does that mean for your margins? Not every business, however, is in the dark. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory, so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. In 2022, profit is the new growth, people. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash rich. Right now, NetSuite.com slash rich radio. Right now at NetSuite.com slash rich radio. NetSuite.com slash rich radio. Dylan in Denver, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Dylan? Hey there, Rich. I'm doing well. Just uh, got a good fantasy team name for you guys. Uh, oh. I actually walked right by. Okay. What do you got? It's called I Got Shouldered. I Got Shouldered. I Got Shouldered. You want to write that down? I Got Shouldered. Writing it down. Mm. I got a long list I Got Shouldered. Names. I got a long list of names. There's a lot of people who shouldered, but I apparently I shouldered Vin. I had no idea. You know, the one time I'm on a dais with Vince Scully and I'm taking a picture with him, I shouldered him. Shouldering Vince Scully? Shoulder, now, that could be. What do you, you think, go. Dylan? Can we, can we uh, shouldering Vin? Could that be the, the, the fantasy team name, maybe? We workshop this. Shouldering Scully? Ooh, yeah. That, I don't know. That's okay. a good way to put it. Vin, Vin shouldered me. 
Ah, very yeah. good. Okay, well done. Thanks, Dylan. Greatly appreciate it. I, I've now gotten people who consume this program looking at photographs, and it's true. There, this is this is something that happens thing. in all photographs. Somebody shoulders somebody else, and then the key thing is when you see, for instance, the new Amazon booth, right, or the new Amazon uh, Prime football booth with Alan. And um, and Kirk Herbstreet, right? Kaylee Hartung, I believe, is the yeah, sideline reporter. That's line. some news that, uh, in our industry that did not escape the two of you people. No, me. Nope. Okay. She's, she's back. back. She went back. to news. Okay. For a while. And so news they'll put. The, 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 I don't know if they're going to have Al, Kirk, and Kaylee together in some point. They might Photoshop them all in together. That's true. Yep. And somebody always makes the conscious decision as to who shoulders who. Always. So, keep an eye out for all of that. When are we going to pick our fantasy? Are we going to do the Allison Chains League of this course. year? Of course. I think so. They already yeah. sent to... You guys got to keep I'll doing it. You, you won. Know. I'll let you, you know. Can't just, well, no, I, we didn't I, win last we'll year. We'll discuss it. Chris, we, we, we will discuss it. But uh, I, I think in late August, I just got to reach out to Paul Rudd because he's the guy who always chooses every year. I know. I got a list of like 100 names that we're going to have to narrow down. Bill Belichick had his press conference today, or a press conference today. He's uh, For a guy that has a reputation of supposedly not wanting to talk to the press, he talks to the press an awful lot. He does. And today, um, a 14-year-old, I believe that's a, a an 8th or ninth grader, depending on where they, uh, where they are in school, um, showed up, had a press pass, and asked a couple questions of Bill Belichick, who could not have been more gracious in answering. I'm Isaac Leibowitz here from Nightly News Kids Edition. Yeah, are you this uh, youngest youngest reporter we've had? 14. Stacy? 14? All right. Well, Stacey okay. James Coach Belichick, the team has been training hard out here. What sort of team bonding activities go on off the field? Team bonding off the field. Uh, yeah, well, we do a number of things. Um, you know, a lot of just getting to know your teammates, so doing things like that, making sure that... Um, Honestly, that you know, we we know our teammates, players, coaches, coaches, um, players, players. Um, you know, so learn about your teammates. Whether that's sitting with them at dinner, whether it's doing trivia questions, whether it's um, you know, sometimes counting on each other. It's like one die, all die. If one guy makes a mistake, then everybody pays the consequences. That like brings everybody together. Obviously, it doesn't really matter if you know it, but if somebody doesn't know it, then. Everybody, everybody loses. Or sometimes, if one person knows it, everybody wins, and then that person gets a lot of appreciation from his teammates. So, um, yeah, so different things like that. I know it's Kendrick Bourne's birthday today. Are you planning on celebrating with the team? Of course. Yeah. yeah. We had Henry Anderson yesterday. KB today. Yeah, we've had a bunch of birthdays. So yeah, we we try to recognize those. Sometimes they slip by. Some guys want to be recognized. Some guys don't. Some of the older coaches don't necessarily yeah. need that. Uh, but, yeah, sure, we'll get it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the questions. So there you go. And then somebody apparently in the media said to Isaac, you got one more. He had one more. And that's today's Bill Belichick press <laughs> conference moment. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. 
my friends and I watch a lot of football, um, more than our moms would like. But um, and we're obsessed with fantasy football. Even though you don't like, you don't play. Um, do you think it's a good or bad for the NFL? Yeah, honestly, I don't really have any opinion on that because. <laughs> Like fantasy football doesn't mean anything to me. Like we're just trying to win games out here, and so I don't know who's hot, who's not, who wins, who doesn't. Like I don't really care about that. I just care about whether we win. So yeah, I have fun with that. <laughs> I mean, third bite of the apple. Sometimes yeah, you gotta be. Like you say too you big see, a bite. Walk no, away. No, no. Chris tells me all the time. Mike, okay, we're way too late. TJ says it all the time. TJ says it all the time. Yeah. Mike, hey, uh, Bill, leave. should I... Uh, good. Kid, stop. Should I put Kendrick Bourne in at my flex? What do you think? Right. My chef. You like what you're should seeing I out flex of... Out? Should I flex out Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah. So Bill won't be on a uh, fantasy this show this year. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that won't be that won't be new NBC Sports uh, compadre uh, Matthew Berry's first fantasy football guest. Johnny Smith. Yeah, I pay Bill a lot. Johnny Smith. I'm going to flex him, right? Bill, Bill, you like Hunter Henry in the red zone? (laughs) (laughs) Tom Pelissero of NFL Network will join us, and so will the Sklars in studio. It'll be fun. Hour three. I mean, can we get Jacoby Myers some more targets? Why not? I mean, he can't go. I mean, he went in. The first question was great. That was the longest Bill Belichick answer. Well, he's so he's which was great. Yeah, everyone amazing. got to see the 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 you know the guy that um, everybody who yeah, he's knows. doing it for the kids. I mean, of course, Bill's of a course good guy. he is he is a great guy. He really is. Maybe um, uh, Bill doesn't like fantasy because Nike the dog is the one drafting his team. Oh, true. Could be that could be could be that, right? Nike takes care of Bill's fantasy team. Nike sits there at the laptop, right? Yep. And just bl- blue the draft. Nike the dog. Right? How lazy is it to name your dog Nike? What do you mean? Ah, what not, are you talking about? There it is. Look at that. Look at that. Like, he has two laps. There's Nike. Maybe maybe Nike's Multiple choosing screens. the team, the wrong team. Nike blew it, left somebody on the board he didn't need to. <laughs> Multiple screens. That's that's Bill Belichick's dog choosing Nike, his fantasy Nike team at the kitchen table. Nike drafted Harry instead of DK uh, Metcalf. Oh, see now you're trying to keep now now you're bringing us down. Now you're bringing us down. I'm still mad. We're about up that. here. I'm still we mad. We're up here. Yeah, he Having a good time. Talking about fantasy. Kids asking questions. Nike. You brought it down here. Brought it down here. Nike passed on AJ Brown. <laughs> Nike passed on AJ Brown. DK Metcalf. Debo Samuel. Great job. Did he pass on Deontay Johnson, too? He just got paid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. There you go. $36.71 million. Two years. There you go. That's it. Paid a man. Okay. $19 million in year one. Here we go. For Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Second stringer, Kenny Pickett. Mason Rudolph. Apparently looks the best right now. Oh baby, Pittsburgh. That's all. That's all playing out. Steelers, mm-hmm. Steelers fans. Out. What's Belichick's fantasy team name? On in Cincinnati, eight rings. Eight rings. Eight exactly. Rings. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Again, Walk away. Again, we're trying to go up. We're trying to <laughs> eight rings. That's it. And bring it down to the level no, of seriousness. Eight rings. Eight rings. Come on. Suck it. Eight rings. That's it. <laughs> suck it. Eight, eight rings. rings. Like you yeah. add the suck, yeah, it, to suck it, it in the back. Yeah. Eight rings. Suck, suck it. Suck it. Eight rings. I don't know. I don't know about that. The Patriot Way. That could be the name Ooh, of his team. Do right? your job. 
Do your jobs. Do your, job. do your jobs. There you go. Nantucket naps. Let's get Isaac back out there. We should have Isaac ask him his New Year's resolution next time. <laughs> be great.